Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Rundown Wrestling Network proudly brings to you NXT Revisited! With a T to the R to the O to the Y and a big stick, Jason! And if you're not down with us, he's got 10 inches for ya! How you doing, buddy? Uh, that was that was definitely a different form to the intro there. That was... Well, I, I take it to well, heart. I'll, I take it to heart when you tell me that uh, I need to bring more energy to the rundown. So I, I wasn't I wasn't quite ready for that one. Mm-hmm. I was man. I, I need some warning for that shit. Whew, all right. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have uh, technically two words for you: NXT Revisited, and it is I Troy. And with me, as always, Jason. And we're going to get right into this, uh, because we start the episode off proper with Adam Cole, baby. And Nigel tells us Adam Cole came in the back door. (laughs) That's how we started the episode off. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get ahead of your job. It's just things that happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Cole is on the mic, and he tells us that he outlasted four of the top NXT talents. And is going to be taking on Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver New York. You, you, you skip something. what I skip? We had a major return in this segment. We had a major return? Yeah. Of what? The fucking podium that holds the belt up. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How could I forget? Yes, somehow uh, they found the podium. So I don't know where it was. But after after Triple H left the belt just randomly on the announce table, I think it should be like an Easter egg hunt. They should just hide it at various <laughs> places around Full Sail. Right. I think I think he should have came in the ring, looked around, and been like, "Is is it is it around the waist of that guy in the third? It's right there. It's in the third <laughs> row. Get on up here." <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, we did have the belt on the podium this time, with, still with Champa's side plates on it. Yeah. Um, and, Which uh, I thought was a nice touch, actually, to leave those on there. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, why replace them for two weeks? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he calls out Johnny Gargano, and we proceed. Here's Johnny to get a dueling chant. I knew you were going to love that. As soon <laughs> as I heard it, I was like, "There's Troy's favorite part of the episode," and it went a long fucking. Time. This uh, this entire episode had long periods of stuff that, like, if they did some editing, this episode would have been a half hour. Because I, f- I feel like I feel like this episode was basically one long dueling chant followed by a Steve Cutler rear chin lock. Uh, it was the entire episode, and 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 interference because <laughs> every match featured it. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, so Cole gets his opportunity first. Um, to uh, to give a very passionate promo, 
which I thought one of the be- one of the better ones he's done in NXT so far. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, you know, he had a lot of passion to him. He had a lot of fire. Um, said a lot of, of things that were true, you know, for, yeah. considering he's a heel. Um, he does, you know, did say that he doesn't need any support to win the title, but we know it might not be true. <laughs> uh, right. Which is funny, given that he sort of said the exact opposite at the end of the yes, segment. Yeah, but. exactly, yeah. yeah. He starts off saying he's going to win it by himself, and then ends the segment being like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm going to win, by the way. Um, after he gets, uh, um, or Cole, <laughs> one of the best lines was, Cole reminds everyone that Johnny is not so good at takeovers, and maybe should be Johnny participation instead. <laughs> and the crowd starts chanting that, and it just doesn't work phonetically. So... There was there was quite a bit of of that. The Johnny takeover doesn't work quite as a chant either. It sounds yeah. a little awkward. Yeah, Johnny participation definitely doesn't work. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Anyway. But yeah, he uh, Adam says that Johnny didn't earn his spot in this match. You know, kind of kind of obviously sets up Johnny for what's coming next. But then Johnny proceeds to give us. One of his better promos that he's given. <laughs> yeah. Uh, taking us down memory lane, talking about the fact that, you know, Adam Cole was brought in as the <laughs> big name guy. And. Do, go ahead. Do, do you know what Johnny Gargano did right here? What? Let's see if you can recognize what Johnny Gargano did. Okay. Johnny Gargano cut the Dolph Ziggler promo. Did he? That's exactly oh, what he did. He, yeah, he did. Yeah. That is kind of funny. <laughs> The same promo Dolph Ziggler cut every time he was going into a big match. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, it, you know, it works here because Johnny hasn't been wrestling for 20 years in yeah. one company. Oh, and, <laughs> and he hasn't done nowhere. it every single time. No, no exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, you know, Johnny talks about the fact that Cole was was handed all of his opportunities and was given a bunch of cronies to fight his battles for him. Uh, says that, you know, he was brought in, was told no one is tryout, you know, uh, turned around and got teamed up with Ciampa, um, you know, and, and kept working on it and kept working on it. So all in all, just a great, you know, dueling promos that both hit the mark for both of them and did a lot to build this match, honestly, considering they don't have a lot of time to do it. My only real issue here is that Adam Cole was doing a fuck ton of talking but not using the microphone that was in his hand when he had shit to say. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was that. Um, so, after the, at the culmination of Johnny's speech, his music hits, and Cole just kind of walks away. But he still has the mic in his hand, and he proceeds to turn around and says that uh, at TakeOver Drew York, he's going to be the NXT champion. And he, sa- and he says, why am I going to win? Well, this is why. Proceeds to look behind his shoulder, and the camera lingers on him for far too long, so I don't know if somebody missed their <laughs> their timing that they were sp- when they were supposed to come out. I wonder if he was waiting for music to hit. I don't know what was going on there, but it definitely was something was off there. Um, but we see that Fish, Strong, and O'Reilly are up on the top of the ramp, and Cole says, Triple H was wrong. This won't match won't be definitive. It'll be undisputed. Boom. Which leads you to believe Johnny's got to bring some form of backup to this thing now, right? You know, you would that think That seems so. to be what they were hinting at. So who do we think Johnny's backup would be in this scenario? Candace? 
I guess <laughs> they avoid inter- intergender stuff, though. Is, would that be a spot for, like, debuting guys? Or I, I was trying to think. To me, there seems to be a reason you put a line like that in. There, yeah. There's got to be something that's coming playing off of that. So I'm curious. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, there's the potential for Roddy Strong to turn. It's um, possible. Considering that when you look at the group dynamic, he's kind of marginalized. Yeah. Um, you know, Cole has been getting all the opportunities. Um, obviously, you know, we already know Red Dragon are more of the tag team of the group. And we thought it was going to be Cole on the top, Roddy for the for the North American and, you know, uh, Fish. Well, they seem to have Cole going for the North American prior to this injury. So I right. think this actually may work out better for Roddy because now he actually has a clear path yeah. to that North American shot. Um, I'm just looking forward to the rest of this episode because I assume we're going to get that Keith Lee-Dijakovic match that got bumped last week. What is supposed so that's, to be, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be. Got to be next, right? Got to be next. Got to be next. Oh well. So, so what? What's coming up next? Oh, here come Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, and what? Now what do I do with this boner? Yeah. So uh, Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah arrive. They have matching pink outfits. Oh my fucking god! That's all so, I'm saying. Vanessa Bourne rocking some serious toe, uh, which I enjoyed. Aaliyah's little. Hip, and her tits were move. barely covered. Like there wasn't barely a, covered. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm. There's areola that's about to poke out of that yeah. shit. Yeah. I don't know how they stayed in there, but kudos to whatever tape is holding those fucking nipples in. Right. Um, also, Aaliyah has faces on her titties, which of course definitely makes me want to put my penis in her ass. Uh, there. <laughs> and, and, and what of that fucking like hip shake she does oh, as she enters? God. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, like that, these girls are not great wrestlers, but holy shit, they have a future. Oh yeah, yeah, they definitely do, and they, yeah, they look fantastic, and they, you know, oh. they, they, they pair well together too. Yeah, they do. They're sort of like uh, the new iconics in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they are facing Lacey Lane, um, and it is said that uh, she graduated to magna cum laude, which of course makes me want to come in her ass. Uh, she is partnered oh, I with... I thought you were going to say Magnum come loudly, but... That's, okay. that's the joke. Thanks for explaining yeah. it. Uh, she is partnered with Casey Catanzaro, which... Random? <laughs> yeah. Well, Casey and Lacey, you know. I guess, but, like... Ugh, and they I, have a nice hug in the ring, which is something that all yeah. new tag teams do. Oh, well, wait, wait. This is great, because Maro says that Aaliyah and Vanessa have much more experience as a tag team. One match. They have been in one match together. That's that's much that's, more. That's, that's twice the more, matches. That's, that is one more match than one. They have doubled up the matches. That's, that's right. <laughs> actually, that was it just me, or did you get the, like, oh, I, I guess they gave Lacey Lane Ember Moon's entrance now. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, like, the, the little face mask thing she's done before but well right yeah. but then the hair flip into yeah. the pulling off the face mask as the music yeah. hit, like it was it was ember moon like right it's like it's like i, I get they look similar not racist hashtag don't don't at me um but yeah give her a little something new <sighs> there's a point but you can this. have a similar look but just make the entrance slightly yeah. different yeah um, also, it, it should be noted that uh, kudos for Lacey Lane, um, because she's done quite a bit, despite the fact that she is deaf. 
because she clearly could not hear the tag being made five inches from her fucking face, <laughs> proceeded to get kicked in the fucking dome piece before it for it. <laughs> like, did you not see it? You Wait a second. Know? Uh, on the entrance to this match, Casey Cantanzaro climbed a pole, and you didn't have a single joke to make about that? Well, she does it all the time, so... <laughs> I don't think we've ever mentioned it on the show, though. I don't know. Maybe we haven't. She, I, feel like, her, I think this is her debut on, on the NXT show, show proper, isn't it? Uh, at least on this show. She did the Mae Young classic, and yeah, she did I'm the Royal trying, Rumble. I don't I'm think she's done NXT yet. I'm trying to remember if I, if I mentioned the pole climbing on the Mae Young classic, because she did the Mae Young classic, too. Yeah. I feel like if I miss that twice, I'm, I must be getting soft in my old age. I think you're slipping, yeah. And it's hard to get soft while these two are out there, that's for sure. It really was. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, once once I finished. Yeah, well. Thankfully, um, thankfully, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> did she, first off, Lacey Lane had a ridiculous top rope spot where she like sort of jumped between the top and the middle rope yeah. a couple times. Mm-hmm. That was fucking sick. Um, but then my favorite spot of the match, and I say this not sarcastically at all there was a spot where uh, Bo- um, Vanessa Bourne hung Lacey Lane upside down through the ropes and just proceeded to kick the shit out of her in the back uh-huh. I've, that was great actually that was a low key fucking quality logical move yeah, so they had that and then later on just pummeling the shit out of them like like they they have some actual yeah. interesting maneuvers, they, you know. This was the best I've seen both of them look so far in this match, and it was very short, short burst, but mm-hmm. it was impressive. But it's NXT, and this is where we we expect them to kind of hone their craft. So, um, so I was going to say, thankfully, I did manage to come before Shayna Baszler and the Horsewomen arrive. Oh, uh, see, at that point, I have oh, there goes my boner problem. <laughs> I, I already <laughs> took care of it. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was quick. That match was like a minute and a half. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I got to get work done, man. Uh, so Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne leave. <laughs> and at this point, Shayna and... It's the second time they've done that spot where Bourne and Aaliyah just leave yeah. when these girls come out. Yeah, so Shayna and the Horsewomen have yet to touch anybody at this point. We have, uh, Case, er, we have Lacey Lane, the legal woman, in the ring by herself... Referee not moving. Yeah. This should have been a count out before it was a DQ. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's how long it took. But yeah, That's so true. of course Shayna takes out Lacey Lane, causes the disqualification. Uh, apparently, one forearm shot was enough to just obliterate Lacey Lane because she never arrived back into the ring again. Uh, well, she took a ton of punishment during the match too. So. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so did my dick. Um, and then <laughs> Casey got that, that minute and a half. Yep. <laughs> Well, you got it. Like I said, I was going frantic, man. Uh, yeah, Casey Kenzar gets back in. She gets uh, the what is, what is her fucking the Coquina Clutch? No, uh, the Coquina Clutch. Isn't that that Samoa Joe? Oh, that's Samoa Joe. No, yeah. hers is the Carafuda. Carafuda. That's what. It is. See, we both did it. Uh, yeah. So. Well, no, because you said it, so I just oh, repeated oh, it. Sorry. Casey gets gets locked in the uh, Carafuda Clutch. Um, well, before there a couple actually, nice spots though. There yeah, were a couple. She she get got away from Shane at first. Wound up drop kicking her, and then. Was able to take out Batgirl and Lady Groot, um, <laughs> who then, who were I'm so proud of myself that that nickname is stuck. <laughs> By the way, moving like they were in molasses, like well, that's what they do. They took forever to even be like halfway getting into the ring when they got taken out. 
but that yeah, eventually Shayna does lock in the co- the Kara Kofoko Kara Fuda. Uh, Kyrie Sane clutch, and then <laughs> uh, afterwards, because nobody comes out and helps her, which is pretty rude at this point. That this has happened twice now. Uh, Shayna goes over and screams in Percy's face that this I mean, is going to. Be, to be fair, Bianca Belair's sort of turning heel again, so she's not going to come out. And yeah, who were, were the ass pirates? The ass pirates were probably being harassed by Kathy Kelly, asking them why they weren't in the main event tonight. Well, they probably were. They probably she was probably back there asking them what they thought of the main event. Right, if they were going to watch the show this yeah. week. They going to watch the show this week. <laughs> that should be a segment every week. Just Kathy Kelly asks people if they're going to watch the show. Right. And, and the more Kathy Kelly we can get, the better yeah. on the show. So I'm all for that. I don't think we got any of this week. No, mm. no. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sure she did. I am sure. Mr. Regal, <laughs> uh, Mr. Regal, um, are you going to be watching the show tonight? Are you? Are you mad? <laughs> she, she, she would have. Well, she would have to probably DM him because all he does is talk on Twitter now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So Shayna says, as long as this, she continues to be mistreated, this is going to continue to happen. She stands up on the. By the way, Morrow still. How talking. is she mistreated? I, this is a fucking logic train. I don't get. She's she's complaining she's mistreated because it's a four corners match now. You dumb bitch, you caused it to be a Four Corners match. <laughs> Have you watched wrestling ever? What did you think was going to happen when you came out and interfered in the number one contenders match so that there was a non-finish? This is standard fucking format. It happens every time that happens. Guess what? Multiple person match. You brought that shit on yourself, so don't complain about it now. Well, my favorite thing as well is she, is she says, continues to be mistreated. As if this has been a weekly occurrence, but the last two weeks... All you've done is come out and beat the shit out of people. Right, Nobody exactly. has, t- has even bothered to talk to you. Are you upset you're not putting matches? Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, the less said about Shayna, the better. Uh, <laughs> for the some, less said by Shayna, the better. Yeah, she still has that, that one tooth that just doesn't want to play nicely with the others. <laughs> <laughs> I notice it every time she opens her mouth to talk to him. I'm just like, there he is. How, how you doing, little uh, buddy? Oh, shit. It's one of those things that once you see it, you can't unsee it. I know, right? <laughs> belly, Barry Corbin belly button phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, thankfully, Shayna doesn't have a cunt in her mouth, but yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, that we know. I don't know what she's doing in her free time. That's what Lady Groot's there for. Yeah, exactly. Whatever's fucking... Maybe that's what's around her vagina. is. Maybe it's Shayna's name. We just couldn't understand it. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, Matt Riddle and Kona Reeves is up next for some fucking reason. Uh... <laughs> uh <laughs> So this is the, what, third different gimmick that Kona Reeves has tried on next to you? Well, it's been the finest to sort of... He did the Islander gimmick, mm-hmm. I think. It was the Cruiserweight Classic, I think. Yeah. Um, and then he's done the finest thing. I, Kona Reeves gets a lot of fucking hate. And, and in a lot of ways, it's it's deserved. But when I watch him, I'm, I, I, I feel like there is something there with this kid. But there's something badly missing too and i I can't put my finger on what it is but i feel like there is potential to turn this kid into something to me he sort of feels like um mike dalton where you're like the potential's there but something's not working but once tyler breeze or once he became tyler breeze and had that perfect gimmick for him you're like oh okay there it is you know See, here's the problem for me with Kona Reeves, and maybe maybe you can, maybe you'll agree to this. I don't know. Right. 
looking at him, and especially like his over the top hokey sort of entrance, it reminds me of like Andy Samberg doing one of those SNL digital shorts. Okay. Like that's what he looks like. Yeah. And and I can't get past it. It's hard to take him serious at that point. I mean the hair sucks. That's just that's the song just sucks. Uh <laughs> The one thing I, I did like about this match is there's a point where, where Riddle drops Kona and he sits back up and Riddle is coming at him for a drop kick and Kona goes, ah! And <laughs> drops down on his back. It was such a beautiful reaction to it. I actually didn't think this match was bad. I thought they were they were doing pretty well together in there. Yeah, the, the match itself was, was fine. And then awesomeness happened because <laughs> Velveteen <laughs> Dream's music hits and two very attractive ladies push a full-on fucking couch <laughs> out to the top of the ramp. Oh, and this couch was not just a regular couch. This is like satin, purple satin. Oh, looked yeah. like fucking. It was all decked out. And fucking Velveteen Dream with a chalice of wine yes. that he's fucking <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I love this fucking guy. I couldn't figure out who he was going for in the match because he's like he was clapping and he was cheering somebody on. I just couldn't figure out which one it was. Yeah. Um, but so Matt Riddle obviously sees him come out, gets distracted by it, and fucking Kona Reeves can't get one goddamn move on him while he's distracted and not looking. <laughs> like, well, it's, he's a lot better than Kona Reeves, I guess. It's like, really? Like that's all right. Yeah. So <laughs> the original bro able to to get. Oh 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 oh. There was one spot I want to mention because I it's I didn't take many spot notes for this match because I didn't think there were a ton worth mentioning but there was one. Did, did you see when Riddle hit the ripcord knee? Oh, I have that. Yep, just so hurt, he, man. Well, he hits the ripcord knee, and Reeves inexplicably rolls forward. <laughs> like, why would you not take a back bump on that? On what, what fucking planet is the momentum of a knee in your face knocking you forward? It was that strong, man. <laughs> it, it had its own gravitational pull. It was going so fast. It reminded me of the fucking what was it the the hunter thing when he takes the boot. You know what I'm talking about? Comes off the second rope and takes the boot and then just oh, stands, and there, just stands and there. Yeah, yeah. And then he falls forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So after that gigantic fucking knee strike, uh, Riddle locks in the bro mission, gets the win. Uh, before. I don't even know who the fucking ring announcer is at this point. Before they can even say... Caleb Braxton. Caleb Braxton, okay. Dream has a mic <laughs> and announces your winner and the person who will be facing him at TakeOver. I Matthew, think this was a number one contenders match. Right? <laughs> Matthew Riddle is your winner. I, enjoy, I enjoyed Matthew. And then, of course, fucking Riddle walks over and grabs the goddamn chalice and, and just dra- drenches himself with it. Um... By the way, like, it took me a little yeah. bit to figure out what the fuck was on Riddle's dick this entire match. Oh, it's bro. It's bro, it's the yeah. NXT but it's the logo, but bro. Yeah, but at first I'm like, I was like is that a title belt? Because the way it's, like, positioned with the R really big, but no, yeah, it just says bro. You're clearly not listening to Making the Grade on this here Rundown Network, because Adam points that out, like, every episode. All the time. I thought Adam doesn't talk about NXT. Well, when he does, oh. takeovers and whatnot. Oh, um yeah fucking dick move by riddle like he offered him his chalice gave him a drink he was sort of applauding him gave him a nice announcement of victory and yeah riddle riddle was sort of a dick here yeah well you know 
some people are, are, are cool when they're stoned, and some people are kind of an asshole. I guess so. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway. Now it's time for Dijakovic and Keith Lee. So let's talk about that. Uh, nope, sorry, apparently that got dropkicked again, because... <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, the two matches we got in this, this beforehand were not matches that were announced. So it makes no fucking sense that we still haven't gotten Keith Lee versus Dijakovic. If that match doesn't take place at TakeOver, I'm going to legit be pissed. <laughs> if that match doesn't take place at all, we're going to wonder what the fuck happened. I'm guessing it's probably going to be that pre-tape, so it'll be the main event of the week after recap show. Yeah, most likely. Because we're supposed to have, what, five matches, so what do we have so far? We've got Gargano and Cole. Yeah. We've got the tag title match. Yeah. We've got the UK title match. Mm Mm-hmm. The, um, the women's, women's match. match and the North, North American, American title. So we do have our, we have our five. There's no yeah. spots. Well, maybe they'll do a pre-show. They usually don't do matches on their pre-show though. They tape them for the next week's episode. So yeah. I think that's where they're headed. Could be. Your main events of the evening. The forgot- ish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Forgotten Sons versus Blackache. Oh, boy. And the crowd went mild. So this took about ten fucking minutes of entrances before we finally got to this match. Can someone explain to me why Jackson Riker takes his jacket off to manage at ringside? I was going to ask that, too. (laughs) I was like, I'm like, I get why the other four guys are are topless, but why is Jackson Riker... (laughs) Bob, I mean, Bobby Heenan never ripped his fucking shirt off when he was managing the ringside. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't get that. Yeah, neither, neither do I. I mean, Mr. Perfect was in great shape. He kept his suit jacket on when he was managing. Right. I also, I, I don't understand. Like, so, right off the bat, like, they kind of get into it, and Morrow makes a comment. Or no, one of the guys makes a fucking comment in regards to... um. That Blackashay doesn't want to get to the outside because Big Jackson Riker is out there. If if he's so menacing, why is he not the one team, teaming with Wesley Blake then? Because he's he's a singles wrestler. He's not singles wrestling though. He hasn't done shit. He's, he's a singles wrestler. All and he's... you can't you cannot have singles wrestlers competing in a ta- in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Yeah, for sure. It would it flies in the face of the very concept that it's a tag team classic. Yeah. Can't fucking throw singles guys into this fucking thing. I suppose. I suppose. Jesus Christ, Troy! Come on. Yeah. This is fucking booking one hundred and one, dude. Right. Shit. I think oh. my favorite part was uh, early on in this, at least, was when. Uh, Alistair Black, they do a spot where Alistair Black pulls down the top rope for Ricochet to do a tope. And I'm like, this is the same dude that jumped over the top rope, did a flip, and landed on his feet halfway up the fucking ramp a couple weeks ago. I think he's going to be okay without you pulling down that top rope, Alistair. (laughs) This is the same guy that, in this match, took a fucking reverse run off the top ropes, flipped 37 times in midair, and landed on his feet. Like, yeah, you you don't need to help him at all, man. Talk about some just extraneous effort. <laughs> like, like I have expected him to like pull out a fucking portable trampoline and be like, "I'm here to help." <laughs> like he doesn't need right. it, man. He's fine. Yeah. Save that shit for Sin Cara, motherfucker. I know, right? <laughs> the first one. <laughs> the other one was able to clear it. At least he was. Oh man, I don't have many notes on this match. I just kind of watched it. 
That's because it was pretty much two hours of rear chin lock by Steve Cutler. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Um, <laughs> I, I think the pro- – so um, there was a springboard Meteora by Alistair Black that I thought was really nice. Um, Cutler idiotically slingshots Ricochet into his corner to make the hot tag. Yeah. No fucking sense there. No psychology to that. Um, there was a spot where they had 25, like, failed vertical suplex attempts. Oh that was fucking God, dumb. God, was that fucking terrible. Although it did show... Was that Cutler? That was in... I think so, yeah. yeah. It is Cutler and Ricochet. Yeah. It did show that Cutler and Manscapes, though. I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I guarantee you that Pinky touched Shaft on that one. I right. wouldn't, wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that... It's like... Yeah, this entire show was kind of like way too much filler stuff or, or stuff that like could have been cut out or you know or thought better of. Yeah, that was another spot where I'm just like, all right, get on with it. Like, one guy is. I, I understand why the one guy's having a little bit of issue because you know, sure, Cutler's a little meteor and like that, but fucking Ricochet's like 180 pounds. Right. Why are you having trouble lifting him up? Yeah. They did do a couple of spots where I sort of got the impression there was like almost like the hint of some dissension. There's a spot where Ricochet, I think it was Ricochet, almost hit Black, but he yeah. pulled up, and there was like, then there was a spot where there was a, a near pinfall, and one of the other guys fell into, I forget whether it was Ricochet or Black, fell into the other one to break up the pinfall. So just sort of subtle things that sometimes they'll do before they they do a full fledged breakup. So I don't know if that's yeah. maybe something on the right, if it was just part of scenery for the match, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say it's probably part of scenery because normally then in that case, you would probably have the team that's not teasing this stuff win. Well, yeah, but then that team is his forgotten son, so that changes that dynamic. Um, uh, yeah, so, so, let's, so let's go, go ahead and let's go ahead and Broadway this. Uh, Riker winds up getting kicked out of the match for kicking Black's foot off the ropes. Uh, this causes enough of a distraction for Black to hit a Black Mass, take in Ricochet... Ricochet hits the 630. No, no. He he hits the Black Mass, and then Cutler, like, completely nonsensically rolls himself, sits up, flops himself into position. The Black Mass is supposed to knock you the fuck out. Right. No, not not in the case of Steve Cutler. It forces him to spasm right into a perfect spot for the 630. Yeah. All right. Black does his little jump on every single turnbuckle I can move before doing a flip to, to take out uh, Blake on the outside. And yeah, uh, Blackashay heading to NXT TakeOver New York to take on the War Raiders and, of course, lose because that the wrong team is going. At least the Forgotten Sons, you could think maybe potentially they could win just because it's a face team versus a heel team. You're not taking the titles off War Machine War Raiders, sorry. And putting it on Blackashay, who are on the main roster at this point. Here's the funny thing, right? Of, I mean, these guys are all, all four of these guys are stars, and they're going to be, it, it's probably going to be a great match. But of all the teams in the Dusty Rhodes Classic, I think Alistair Black and Ricochet is the team I least wanted to see win this thing. Yeah, because it's. It's two singles dudes thrown together, yeah. which we don't need at this point. We have takes enough of a take team division. All the fucking intrigue out of the way this match is going to go. Yeah. We already know the outcome. Yeah. Um, 
and there's a potential that Ricochet and Aleister Black are going to be competing for the NXT tag titles and the WWE tag team titles on the same fucking weekend. Um, For me, the biggest problem with this thing, this match in particular, was that at no point during this match did they ever make the the Forgotten Sons feel like a legit threat to win this thing. Um, For me, and I I think I said it on a couple of uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, or maybe it was on the rundown, I don't know. But I can't help but think that this match would have been a million times more compelling and better in-ring if they had just put the big strong boys over Forgotten Sons and had that be the match. I mean, yeah. I, a- if, if Forgotten Sons isn't going to win this thing, I do not understand why you put them over Mustache Mountain. I don't get that. Right. Well, and if you're going to have the Forgotten Sons in there, put them against the Street Profits put them against an, another team so that way you do think oh one of either one of these teams could go on and win right. this thing yeah. instead you're like well clearly black is going to win it cuz they're not mm-hmm. going to have these guys fucking pin them yeah. and then you're like well clearly they're not going to win it at fucking takeover cuz again like they're not sticking yeah. around that's probably no. that's probably their last match on NXT probably so and for those keeping score at home they've done 4 years of the dusty roads tag team classic Two of them have been won by non-tag teams, and one of them was won by a team that wasn't even in the tournament. So, that shows you how fucking serious they take this thing. Well, kudos to AOP. Yeah, (laughs) the only legit tag team to actually win this tournament. Yeah. Like, what do you say? Like, I know Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling. Hunter's supposed to like it. How do you book this shit? I, I, I don't get it. Like, this shouldn't be a vehicle for your singles, guys. This should be a vehicle to elevate your tag team division. Right, and I was I was okay with the first time. Because you were using it as a way to put over Finn and Samoa Joe, and, and it kind of told the story. I was fine with it. But that. I wasn't even okay with that, because I think you could tell the story better if they broke up and one cost the other the match and the, the championship. Yeah. Then you build that drama. Like, having a... I don't know, I just yeah. didn't like it. But again, like... Even with that, like it's the first one. I get it. If you want to have some like a prestigious some some prestige to it or about that by the guys who win it or about that. Do you remember yeah. who Joe? Do you remember who Joe and Balor beat for that? Without looking it up, not offhand. Okay. Yeah, I. I don't either. Now I have to look it up. Hold on. I, I got it. Give me a minute. We're fighting for it. Who's gonna get there first? Who's gonna get there first? Probably Jason, because my computer uh, sucks. Uh, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Who'd they beat? Oh fuck! It took me some. It took me Samoa Joe's page. Baron Corbin and Rhino. That was the finals. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So the finals of the first Dusty Rhodes Classic was two fucking singles teams. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Corbin, Corbin and Rhino beat the Ascension DIY. And American Alpha on the way to losing to Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Oh, what the fuck? Finn Balor and Samoa Joe beat Dawkins and Fulton. Okay. Uh, Enzo Moore and Big Cass and a revival. So. So all the fucking tag teams did the JOB and that fucking thing. Oh, yeah. And I know Authors of Pain beat TM61. I remember that one. Yeah, well, at that one there, I mean, the only teams that you had that weren't actual teams were Abushi and Perkins, Strong yeah. and Aries. Jose and Swan, and all of those teams are out in the quarters. Yeah, like your your semifinals were were HMO five Sanity Authors of Pain and DIY. So like right. actual tag teams. Yeah, 
Other Only than, there they did. Yeah. And then, of course, we had uh, yeah, Undisputed Era, Authors of Pain, and Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong in last year's one. So only one of those teams, not a real team, Dunne and Strong. It's like all the rest of them were fine. Because uh, even Danny Burch and Lonnie Larkin are still a team. So Yeah. But yeah, man, this one was... This year was so fucking terrible. Yeah, it was awful. I don't get it, man. I don't. I don't know why you even fucking bother with this thing at this point. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. It's it's starting to feel a lot like the fucking Androphia, where, like, okay, like, Big Show winning it, Cesaro winning it, you're like, I understand those guys. And you're like, Baron, Baron fucking Corbin won it? Matt Hardy won it last year? Did Baron Corbin win it? Baron Corbin win it? Yeah, he yeah, did. That was, right. that was his entrance. That was his entrance. Yeah, but that was roster. to establish a new talent to the main roster. Yeah. That, that's that's yeah. fine. That's a good yeah. vehicle for yeah. that. Thing. And then Matt Hardy won it last year. Why? <laughs> I didn't even remember it happening last year. That's how yeah, fucking memorable it was. That's the problem, though. Yeah. Yeah, the first. And this year it will probably be won by Colin Jost and Michael Che. Yeah, so. Most likely. Yeah. What a fucking joke. Sometimes, <laughs> man. This is why why sometimes I'm ashamed to say I'm a wrestling fan, right? Because I was like, because if some if I watch wrestling by myself for obvious reasons, but if some if I was to watch wrestling and and some random person got to be and just looked over my shoulder and be like, why are the uh, why are the SNL guys feuding with uh, the Mountain from Game of Thrones? <laughs> and I'd be like, because wrestling, dude. Yeah. Uh- because yeah. Vince is a whore for mainstream attention. That's right. But back to NXT. Nope, uh, nope we're done. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's the episode. Okay. The episode. What was the match they said for next week? Kyrie Sane and somebody. Kyrie Sane and Bianca Belair. Okay, so we'll get that next week. So that'll be well, that'll maybe. be fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is, next week will probably be the go home episode. Well, it will be the go home episode. Yeah. Be taking place two days before the event. Uh, I imagine it'll be a lot of the recap videos and very little action. So maybe we'll turn that into our NXT uh, Takeover New York preview episode Most rather likely. than and save time on the flagship show. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Um, but you can head over to rundownwrestling.com. Still time to vote in the uh, hottest WWE female talent tournament. Got some big fucking matchups this week, starting the second round of the tournament. Um, again, still time before we close them down at uh, 4 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, Jason will announce the winners tomorrow on the rundown proper, so make sure to tune in for that. Uh, Ginger will be joining Jason as well. They're going to be going over a crazy fucking week in wrestling. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of opinions and mm. probably more negativity than you might be able to handle. You never know. You might be surprised. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but tune into that and uh, I guess we'll That be- means we will NXT you next week. Bye-bye.